0: Hi, all, this is Chef Mark with Johnny's Italian Steakhouse inviting you to come in and try one of our fan favorites, the Steak de Burgo. It's pan seared so we can render all that flavor to create a beautiful, velvety, smooth garlic sauce with fresh herbs and cream. The de Burgo is served with our Johnny's Fresh Baked Focaccia bread, homemade, our house salad. And if you don't have any plans already, stop on in or call and make a reservation because we would love to give you a standing ovation with every performance. Johnny's Italian Steakhouse, Village Point Shopping Center, Omaha.
1: He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
2: Great Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge. Eightieth and Dodge and Guarantee breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So if you traveled up and down Dodge, you've seen us before. Stop in. You know. Oop. Yeah. Got different music. That's okay. Sorry guys. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, stop in, and see us. Pop Candy Cigarettes. Call. Hang out. You know, it's, it's a it's a repair shop. We got a lot of people that just stop in, like to talk and, and
0: get an autograph, photo get, opportunity. That, yeah. well,
2: I, I haven't signed many of those. I don't know but, how many.
0: How Bob and I get anything done? <laughs> <laughs> ask questions Look for the new you calendar know. this holiday season. Yeah,
2: yeah. I get a lot of people stop into the station and just ask me s- specific questions. You know, they hear us on the radio and say, "Hey, uh, I got, got this kind of problem." Just it's you know, it's kind of like going to the hardware store. Yeah, you know, you, you walk down the aisle and the guy says, "What can I help with?" Mm-hmm. I, I you I can see the wheels spinning in your mind and you you're trying to make something. <laughs> and I always have that guy when I go to the hardware store. And I said, you know. Just point me here and here and here. I said, I I know what I want. I can't really explain it to you. Generally, when we get
0: to the hardware store and we're on a mission and it's late, you're going to blow anybody's mind that you've run this problem past. And (laughs) I live for that. Yes, I do too. Just let me tell you what I got. We'll walk through this together.
2: I I need to make a part that I can't (laughs) find. And I think the last time I was there, I was making something to put an air filter on an air conditioning or compressor or something like that. And uh I walked out of there with a whole bag full of stuff, and uh, it, it, it's it's part of the fun of being mechanical, is oh, being yeah. able to go fix something. And uh, for those of you that, that just don't possess that, that's all right. It's just we do, and that's what we like. And it's taking something that doesn't run and and putting it back together, or fixing the refrigerator, or just. Whatever else around the house, it's a it's a can oh, yeah. do. I, I'm going to get it done. Attitude kind of thing, you know. So
0: and cars are great for that. Everything's mechanical in some sense.
2: It is. It's uh, very frustrating at times. So if you do run across, and I know everybody has, if if you run across that problem that your mechanic can't figure out and uh, you're getting frustrated, just be patient. They're they want to fix it too. They're just it has to kind of act up and have a problem and. Because one of five things can lead you in ten different directions, mm-hmm. and you've just got to—it's n- narrow it down and narrow it. Same thing your doctor does. Your doctor's just trying—he's asking you questions because he's trying to narrow it yeah, down, that. whether it's in your arm or whether it's in your foot, and uh, <laughs> you know—and uh, he's just trying to figure out where it's going. So we do the same thing. It's just it can't talk to us. Just if it could talk to us, yeah. And things are a lot better than they were in the '80s because it, you get codes in the computer, but They were very generic. They were
0: oh, bag OBD one was OBD one was good for one thing. You didn't get any of the off the wall codes that we get nowadays. I mean, something was broken when it set a code. You just had to. I mean, that was it. There was more investigation out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it
2: would tell you if the code was underneath the hood or in the car. Yeah. But that That was was about it. One code underneath the hood. Well, we already know that.
0: You didn't get any. (laughs) P.O. four hundred, you know, nothing like that. No evap small leak,
2: that the, wasn't a thing. There was literally a probably, and this is just, I I, I kind of do a round number of a hundred different codes that your car could come up with. But that's probably light anymore. I mean, we pulled one out of a uh, codes out of a Range Rover the other day that, God, that they we,
0: pile up. We filled
2: up a yeah, we filled up a whole paper full of them. I mean, there were literally fifty of them in there, mm-hmm. and we know we don't have fifty problems, but one thing breeds another thing breeds another thing so you have to kind of get down to it so it's that's kind of probably more the reason if you've ever wondered why the charge time for diagnostic well the, the diagnostic part is a whole hour or more spent in just figuring out what aspect or area
0: Codes it, give you a zip code. They won't give you the address. That's yeah. The problem.
2: Yeah. You have to spend a, <laughs> a fair amount of time to get down to it. And, and cars used to be so simple. And all the emission controls in the world have brought all sorts of new stuff on that is a problem. <laughs> and they just all interact. And now that you've got. Can bus lines and, and you know, <laughs> data and everything else that's flowing back and forth. That's how all your cars now are so electronic and talk to each other. Well, if you take one of those lines out, now you don't run. Yeah, now now fifteen things doesn't can't communicate. So
0: I had one the other week we'll talk about it here in a little bit. But speaking of simple and no emissions and everything, let's talk to Art with a seventy four Caprice. Yeah. Art, what's going on today?
3: Okay, I got this 74 Caprice. Uh, it's got the LT1 engine. It's got the OptiSpark. Yeah. When it when it's cold, it runs great. And then when you get about five minutes out, it starts warming up, and then it does not want to accelerate anymore. Like, the timing is retarded. Is your choke opening? Pardon me?
0: Is the choke opening on the carburetor? It's got a fuel injection.
2: Hmm. Oh, okay, so you transplanted that uh, lt one with. Uh, you're talking the Om- Omni Spark. I'm just, I'm, I'm zoning here just a little bit with the the Omni Spark down in front. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. The old Corvette motor. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. All right. I'm, you lost me there I'm, for a second. Now I know where I'm at. Yeah, we're on track here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thought this was going to be an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. You switched it up on us. Yeah, um, yeah. You know those had that optic eye pickup in them. They had nothing but problems with those. Nothing. Um, and, and uh, do you know that, that you're losing spark or you're not sure what your your
0: timing's slow
2: yeah your timing's slow yeah yeah, the distributor's yeah that distributor's
0: probably going to have to come out of there unfortunately
2: yeah the, the biggest thing they had was a seal that went from uh, there to you know it was driving off the front of the cam and that would get oil in there and that opti would cause a problem on the inside It have you opened it up and, and took a look into it at all recently no okay all right so this is all... It, Go ahead. It
3: always it always starts fine. It runs fine for a little bit. Uh, it never stops. It just does not want to accelerate when you give it gas. It sounds like the timing is just way slow. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, there's no adjustment to it?
3: Nope.
2: No. That, that's, that's part of the problem. Um, so when you did this transplant, you
0: didn't break into the computer and reprogram anything or anything, did you?
3: No, it's... Uh it's an original it's only got 80,000 miles on it mhm everything's original i put new plugs and wires on it a new coil and that uh didn't cure the problem
2: okay okay another question here and you may have answered it did does it run good cold but you said as it warms up it gets it gets less power yeah
3: it really runs great when it's cold
0: so you can get out there jump on this thing Hit second gear and be cruising, right? Right. Okay. Something's breaking. The down inside about- that distributor, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're, you're losing your advance curve.
2: Yeah, that that or your when it's cold, you're you're um, you're demanding or the computer's demanding way more fuel from it. And... It's not
0: popping or anything like it's lean, is it? No. Okay.
2: Okay. So popping would be lean, and that would be your fuel pump or your computer or your something like that it's not getting as as much fuel to it um yeah but i'm just kind of still heading back towards the, the distributor because they, they had so many problems with those yeah yeah and uh we got to the point where you know we would get some rebuilds and we ended up having to take them apart twice to do it so i would probably start by pulling it apart Kind of taking a look, see if there's any kind of oil in there, anything kind of loose bearings, anything along that line. If you are going to replace it, I suggest replacing it with the highest quality you can get. A get a good AC Delco one. Yes. They're yes. out there. Because it's such a pain, because you got to pull the, the water pump and you got to pull all that stuff in order to do it. I mean, it was a great compact design, but they only did that because they didn't have enough room in the back for a distributor. And yeah. otherwise, they would have never gone to that.
3: What kind of cost are you talking about on something like that?
2: Ooh. A good one? You'll probably spend yeah. uh, a few I, hundred bucks, I'll bet. I would probably say you're going to spend $500 on it. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. And you might even look do at the, it, it, it. And it's getting old what to, a, Go ahead. Go ahead. What about
3: the cost with the labor?
2: Oh.
0: Well, in that car, you got plenty of room
2: up there. It's not like working
0: on it in a Corvette.
2: You, you just got to pull a bunch of stuff apart. Yeah, up I mean,
0: you're still going to be a few hours into it. You're going to have a,
2: 1200
0: Yeah. I mean by the time you get the water pump out of there you got a adding freeze. Probably yep. better put a water pump on, it's coming off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, water pump, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would say twelve hundred would be my guess right off the top of my head. Maybe fifteen.
3: Uh, that's about that's about what I figured. Mm-hmm. So
2: I
0: appreciate it. Yep, you
2: bet. Appreciate the call. Thank oh, you. You bet. Boy, well, I remember those. And I think they were So do I you uh, know. Now, now they were short lived. That was just it was such a short lived engine mm hmm. Tra- not transmission, but engine distributor combo that you just, I forgot about it for a minute. But yes, I remember working on those, mostly in the Firebirds and, and Camaros and uh, a few. Pain in uh, the neck. <laughs>
0: no matter what they were in, you always had to lay over two miles, a radiator yeah, front yeah, clip. And, yeah.
2: It was a, uh, oh. they fired that engineer after that, that deal. Alright, five, five eight eleven tens the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs>
1: Let's go, boys. I'm gonna sing this song. Well, I flattened all your tires, disconnected all your wires, then I stuck a banana in your tailpipe. I didn't latch your hood when I told you it was good. Then I farted in your seat. Oh man, that's right. The best thing about being mean mechanic. Is when you break down, I don't have to give up Wooo! whoa oh, oh I'm totally crazy Totally lazy And kinda hazy From that fifth of Jack I drank Now I'm kinda buzzed in your Cadillac Greasy hands, greasy pants on your leather seats Man, I'm a mean mechanic Woo, Let's go, boys!
2: We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558 five, the numbers to get in. Speaking of podcast, we've got one of those. Yeah, you bet we do. Check it out. Check it out, the podcast. If you can't make it every week, don't worry about it. Mr. Mechanic Worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can always catch it on the podcast, figure out your finger deal. You can play it back later so when you can hear yourself on the radio. I mean,
0: I play it in my sleeve. Who doesn't like to hear yourself on.
2: on the radio at least and see what you sound like on the radio? You sound different. You know you do. Yeah, right. All right, so we're this gonna hear what
0: people listen to <laughs>
2: <laughs> every day. Uh, we're gonna head over to Steven. Steven's got a ninety seven Ranger. Well of course you do. Steven, this thing's still going. What's up? Yeah, two hundred and twenty seven thousand
3: miles. How about the rear wheel, uh the right hand side when you make a turn? Seems like it has more power than the left hand wheel when you make a turn. Is there something I can put in the differential or to do
2: with that fluid back there? Well, you got a one wheel wonder, so you're going to have more power to the right rear wheel.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: unless, unless you well, everybody's got a one wheel wonder. Unless you've got a Positrack. Uh, Positrack. track. Positrac. So, and then if he had a Positrack track and it was only a, it turned out to be a one wheel wonder, you'd have all sorts of noise in the rear. Mm-hmm. So my oh, okay. guess is that you that's what you have, and we, you know, it's just part of how it works. Uh, do you want more power back there? Is what you're—that's what you're driving at. You want both wheels working? Well,
3: if it, if it was a fluid change with something that was more sticky, you know, I would listen to you. But uh, it's a 2.3, so it's got as much power as it can put back there.
2: <laughs> you're right there. Yeah, there is. It is. You're right. It's what two wheel drive. It sounds like a two wheel drive, don't it?
3: think you are correct. Yeah, and sometimes one wheel from what
4: you're
2: saying. Yeah, you're right. Well, and that's just how they are. They're not uh, the only way that you're going to get two wheel drive. Like like Kyle said, is you're going to have positive track back there, and the positive track allows you to be able to have both wheels spin at the same time. You Although, can hear those cars yeah, I mean,
0: turning corners. Yeah. Otherwise, it is just <laughs>
2: screeching noise. It's what they coined clear back before my day. You know, back in the in the 60s and 70s, is a one wheel wonder. So when you got into some mud and you were okay. spinning. You certainly didn't want to push on the right rear side of the car. No. You wanted to push on the left side of the car, What's your buddy over there on the right-hand side, <laughs> so he got full of mud. You took the left I remember hand you side.
3: talking to somebody before about putting, changing their fluid and then going in a parking lot and making
0: a lot of turns. And, oh, so those the, differentials have friction modifiers in them. They have friction packs in there. Yes. See, your differential, oh, okay. this is a very simple, very primitive differential. You yeah. don't need anything like that. Just. 89 okay. degrees more than enough.
2: Yeah, so what we're, talk- <laughs> what we're talking about there, and, for example, we'll just bring up because I've got a couple of these cars, is like a Honda CRV that has four-wheel drive. Well, in the rear differential back there, uh, there are clutch packs, and when you turn sharp corners, you can hear right. them make noise mm-hmm. because the clutch packs aren't it's slipping. Yeah, so... You you take that fluid out. You put this fluid in there, like Kyle said, with a friction modifier, and now it, it moves smoother and your noise goes away. So that oh. that is kind of a thing that happens. And and you know sometimes you'll do that with pause traction too, and you'll want to oh, put yeah. that friction modifier in there. No, you have you have archaic, like you said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this differential was designed back in the ni- early 1900s. they just been using it. It is very it primitive. For, yeah, they've yeah, just been it, using it for 100 years. It is tried years. and true, and it works. Yes, tried, <laughs> true, and it works. Tried and true. Just like that okay, whole car. Well, thank- that Ranger is just a great car. It just keeps running. It is. We've got one yep. for a shop truck, and I specifically bought it that way because I knew that that car would run forever, and we just do nothing to it other than just the basic maintenance. Sure enough. Well, thanks for the info. Appreciate the call. Good.
3: It's a good show and good
4: music, too.
2: Yeah, thanks for listening. appreciate
4: okay. it.
2: You're welcome. Okay. All right, uh, we're, we're going to head over to Mike. Mike's got a 85 ground fic. Mike, what's going on today?
4: Well, uh,
3: I was driving down the road the other day and using my turn signals, and I noticed they were going real slow. Well, uh, last night I, I had it, out and I thought, well, man, it's just something weird, but anyway it uh all of a sudden none of the signals will work now. The light comes on your dash when you flip your your turn swiggle, but uh no uh no flash it's not blinking right
2: you okay. need a flasher, yeah, so have you tried your four ways correct did you did you push the four ways
3: um Nope. You mean like
0: move it up and no, down? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, your hazard flashers.
2: Have you pushed the four-way oh, button? No, I haven't done okay. that yet. Okay. So, so here's how you here's how you diagnose that. So you go over and you push your four-way flasher button and go back and see if everything works fine. If it does, all your circuits are good. Yep. All your circuits right, are good. Your switch to, is working. Correct. Everything in the system's working. And what you just did was diagnose a uh, turn signal flasher. Yep. Yep. Okay.
0: Underneath that dash, there's a little round silver thing with two wires coming to it.
2: Back in that era, you had a turn signal flasher, you had a hazard flasher. Well, your hazards never get used, but every once in a great while, but your turn signals get used every day, apparently, by you. A lot of other people, nobody ever uses them. But
0: BMWs, you never replace that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, newer cars, that's all integrated into it, and you never have that issue anymore. But that's how you diagnose it. And uh, uh, at so least...
3: Just, just- that button and and, uh, and see if the flashers c- come on and if they're working
0: and then what's the next step then? Then you, you get underneath the dash, you find your turn signal flasher, you replace it.
2: Yes. So now. Okay. So the, okay. Now so yeah, that's exactly what we're telling you is how to diagnose it. And now the next thing is you got to go find it. And since it only clicks once, it may be tough to find. So you it's may either have. Either
0: part of the fuse block.
2: Yeah, or it's stuffed up underneath or it's the dash. stuffed
0: underneath there with some little clip holding it on.
2: Depends on the last guy that replaced it, whether he put it back where it was supposed to. Because a it's lot of times little, they would clip around the steering column so that they could make noise and you could hear them. Right. So don't, right. don't be.
0: Most of them we find just hanging underneath the dash. Yeah,
2: don't be surprised since of this age. I'm sure this is not the first time that's been in there. Maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, don't be surprised if it's hard to find okay if not bring it down we'll find it
5: okay I mean, all time. right well thank you you
2: bet appreciate the call mike uh-huh bye boy you remember those but and then ah, <laughs> uh, i tell you what And then when they wouldn't flash for you you had to go dig through the hole under underneath yeah. the dash and try to find it and if the last guy put it back where it was you could go to a diagram in the book and say okay there's where it's supposed to be
0: i had a newer ford in you know i don't remember what year it is i did. Can't remember that kind of stuff because they're all the same. Yeah, seven pin relay for the turn signal flasher.
2: Yeah, and this yeah.
0: it looked like a cassette tape. I'm like, well, this, this is clearly overthought. <laughs> it Wonder is. why cars are so expensive.
2: And there's certain ones, unfortunately, and I think Ford's one of them that when you had some of those go bad, and I don't think this is one of those cars, but. You had to go back and use Ford electronic flasher relays. Mm-hmm. If Ford later models, that was if, a plastic one. Yeah, you didn't the- use an aftermarket. You had to go back to Ford because their circuitry was better and it worked and it was exactly what you need. So, boy, that that was frustrating. Yeah. But that's over too. You don't have any. We don't have turn signal problems anymore. Yeah. All right. Five, five, eight, eleven, tens. The numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. Be back in a. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanics show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue at Dodge. We do brakes, brakes lines, all that undercar stuff there. So stop in and see us. We're going to head over to Mike. Mike's got a 2011 Ford Fusion. Mike, thanks for hanging on. What's going on? This is my
5: girlfriend's car. Uh, She's had this problem for over a year. What the deal is is, her car won't start like every week she has to plug it into her charger to get it to start and uh she keeps her key fob in a tin can in the kitchen, and this is so bad she bought a new battery last year
2: okay, so when you Can't s- figure
5: out what's draining that battery
2: okay you know, weekly, and that's kind of where I was going it's so it's this this is a there's, a, there's various different no-starts, and so this is a no-start because the battery's dead, correct? Right.
5: Okay. It won't turn over.
2: Does it do it uh, kind of fairly regularly, or does it do it intermittently? Like every week. Every week. Okay. So uh, bat- you say battery is new, correct? Right. One-year-old. One-year-old. So that didn't... That didn't really solve our issue. We just didn't have a low capacity on a battery. So we've got something that's turning on and running this battery down. Um, a lot of things on cars nowadays will get put to sleep, and then all of a sudden they'll wake back up like security. Uh, security you know, wakes back up, it looks around, see if any of the doors are open, things like that, or somebody's touched it or something on that along that line. Then it goes back to sleep so that you have – uh, just a very minimal draw on the car, and she drives it every day. Correct?
5: No, not every
2: day. Okay, so how long in between does she not drive this? Well, she... oh, maybe
5: maybe every few days.
2: Okay, every couple days. So but it should stay up.
5: Yeah, I mean she'll drive it every week. But so usually when she's going going out to start it, that it time uh, won't start.
0: No, nah. parasitic drains are not easy. Yeah. Not easy at all. So the first place I start with generally, are there any aftermarket add-ons, remote start, security system, anything like that on this car?
2: No. No.
0: So we got a stock vehicle. Do, so,
2: right. Do, do we have anything that's plugged into a power port? Do we charge our phone inside the car?
5: No. Well, uh, right. As a matter of fact, I thought it might be that the uh, phone pairing, kept yeah. wanting to work. It won't so be a, she paid a dealer about half a month's pay to have that unhooked, and I know that only takes about five minutes.
2: Yeah, it's, it's right. probably not going to be a pairing situation where it's always trying to pair with your car. Once it's off, it's off. But mm-hmm. we have ran into uh, power ports where there's somebody's plugged in a phone charger and that particular piece has gone bad and it, it creates a drain. Um, so mm-hmm. you've got to drain somewhere in the car. And In fact, if it's on, any, on a consistent basis, then, yes, somebody can hook up to it and check the parasitic drain or or the milliamps to it, which is going to be you want to be 50 milliamps or below her, mm-hmm. or lower. You ideally want to be somewhere in the 10 to 20, and that is telling us that there are still things active in a, and going in the car, but it, the parasitic drain or the drain on the car is very low. My guess is that you've got something high, obviously very high, for it to run the battery down. Yeah. It's by
0: the time that, I mean, a Ford takes – an hour in this case yeah. to totally bleed down and go to sleep. And I mean, say if you're checking it with like a voltmeter, you're gonna see somewhere probably right in three volts, mm-hmm. which is the voltage passing on communication lines. Um, does anything really pop out to me? I mean, there's a few things maybe, you know.
2: What we- pops out to me at the most is, and, and first of all, before I say this, you could have a, a seat switch that's stuck, a window switch that's stuck, mm-hmm. um, that you push back but didn't go all the way. We've had that. I've had problems in the trunk, the dash lights, the glove box. Radios. Radio would probably be my biggest thing on this particular car that goes bad with a Ford Fusion, Ford truck, Ford, you you Any name bit. it. You name Their it. Their audio control modules. They go bad all the time. So mm-hmm. what has to happen is you got to take it into your mechanic. He's going to have to put a a draw test on it. He's going to have to find, if it's above 50 milliamps, what he is going to do, or you, it depends. You're going to have to go out, and you're going to start pulling fuses. Pull, 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 until you see that drain go to zero. Okay, whatever that fuse is connected to is where your drain's at. So let's just, for example, we're going to pull the fuse for the um, interior lights. Now, all of a sudden, our drain goes completely away. Now, we know it has something to do with the lighting inside the car. We got something stuck on, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, that's how this particular problem gets solved, but it just takes time and effort and sometimes… Patience. Patience. And sometimes this doesn't… Sometimes alcohol. (laughs) 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 Sometimes it doesn't always present itself, so it becomes tougher for you and the technician mechanic that's working on it. But there's no easy okay. there's no easy way around it. Other than you could because you you never really know where. But you can start by going through and make sure all the switches that go down come back up to a, a, a midpoint. They don't go up. They don't go down. They come to their resting point. Check all the switches. Window
0: switches. Window seat switches. switches seat switch. Yep. Door locks.
2: Door locks. Um, glove box. Uh, dome lights. Make sure the dome light in the trunk goes off. Make you know all the accessory stuff vanity mirrors yep vanity mirrors there you go just you can do all that stuff to kind of to check it all out and you know if you find something just be very aware of what you're looking at you can you know you you might find it too okay super thank you gentlemen you bet hope that helps all right appreciate the call mike we take a quick break. All right, we're going to take a, just a quick break and then we'll be All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic show. Uh we're going to head straight over to Scott. Scott's been waiting patiently. O three 3 f 250 Scott, what's going on today?
4: Hey, I I've, I've got a just uh, a, an easy question I think for you guys. It's just uh, just to get me started question. Sure. Um, my my I've got a Ford F250 uh super duty it's a 2003 and uh, the uh the cruise control went out and the blinkers went out um, now i i the only reason i called is because i heard the other guy with the Ford whose blinkers went out and and i have already checked the hazards hazards work okay um what i'm wondering is is there really a relay that has both cruise control and the blinkers on it no. is it, Is it that simple
2: no. or no? I wish it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's not, and this is the one that we were talking about if you have a turn signals um uh, flasher problem and obviously you've already checked the four ways, so we know that all the bulbs are good uh but so the turn signals have quit um but the flashers still work, correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does the light come on but it just won't blink?
4: Um, no, they blink when the when the hazards go on Okay. and they 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 don't when I when I put the turn signal on it just doesn't do anything.
2: Okay. Okay. So uh, two those things Those
0: turn signal switches were not good.
2: No, no, two years. Th- two things that come to mind is one is a turn signal flasher which you kind of have to get from Ford because they're an electronic turn signal flasher and they're pretty specific. Uh, they don't like the aftermarkets. They they like just that. The other thing in that particular era, um, they had a problem with the when you pull the clamshell off of the steering column. There was a wiring harness behind there. This is, I'm sure this has tilt steering, probably right. Yeah. 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 So, some, if you take it up and down, sometimes that connector can come apart, and a lot of times that connector will burn. Um, so. It, it burns. It causes problems with the check engine—not check engine light, but the turn signals and other issues on there. So, that would probably be the the quick and easiest thing that I would check first is you tilt it down, take what well, take the clamshell off, tilt the steering wheel down, make sure nothing's
0: grounding out.
2: Yeah, it, there it's a it's a there's it's a plastic connector going into a plastic switch with a bunch of metal terminals, and what happens is yeah. is that it will burn back there because of everything that's on that turn signal stock there's so much going on wipers turn signals whole uh deal. yeah a whole deal that they'll, they'll just heat itself up and melt itself together so that's what comes okay. to mind first um which is not a, you know we've got we've got two ford tow trucks we put them in both so yes. i think an 01 and an 06 we've done them in both so gotcha. that would be the first place i would look that's easier for you to kind of just visually inspect
0: cruise control wise I mean your cruise control switches are on your steering wheel right next to the
4: horn, yeah, it's on the same It's on the stem along with uh
2: yeah. it, it is okay, so that yeah. that that is possible the horn honks, all that kind of stuff oh yeah okay uh brake work brake lights work, yep, okay, all I'd right. be going after that switch pretty hard i would i would so if your brake lights work, then we know that's that's just part of the cruise system, so in this case, we might have all in one melted sure gooey mess it just hasn't got too far so they make that switch they also make a connector um that uh, everything's available everything's available market. yeah to uh if if it is melted or something along that line you can put it all back together or shoot over to the salvage yard there's plenty of them there you by by the time you've pulled apart one you can pull apart one in about 2 minutes and uh just keep pulling them apart till you find a good connector if that if, if it comes to that Gotcha. Give us a call, right. back. Give us call back and uh, let us know how we did. All right. Appreciate it. See if we're close. Yeah, appreciate it, Scott. Appreciate the call. Yeah, that was – you know, you just don't have that much problem anymore either. No.
0: Well, Ford had issues with that switch, and it was burning up, you know, to the mm-hmm. extent where, I mean, the Ford Fusions would catch on fire.
2: And yeah,
0: you just don't see that anymore. I think that they kind of really –
2: Brought in a different engineer.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Put an asterisk next to let's get this fixed.
2: You know, I got a recall on my car the other day. Uh oh. And uh they said Which it, one? Uh the Hyundai. Hmm. And it's uh, you know, it's, it's what? It's eight years old. Yeah. But they got a uh all of a sudden it's a uh it's a uh could be a fire risk park outside. Hmm. Which is okay. But it's been eight years. I think you need a new garage <laughs> out of this deal. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden after eight years. Believe it or not, this was a 20-car garage. I I need to park it outside now because it was – there's all of a sudden – because I think everything comes up with a a fire. That that had to be some sort of uh, legality thing. Let's put a fire deal on there so if you ignore it, it's your fault, that kind of thing. I just thought it was kind of funny after.
0: Did they say what the recall was – like what they're actually wanting to fix? don't remember.
2: I just – it just struck me as funny as now I got to start parking it outside. Yeah. I told that to my wife. She said uh, she wasn't happy. Mm. I'm not going to park it outside. It's cold. So it's in the garage. Just yeah. waiting for the fire to happen, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but that's that's not just a Hyundai deal. That's a everybody out there that has recalls pretty much lists as fire risk at the top. So mm-hmm. that um, if it does happen, I think they're covered one way or another. So I just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I suppose I'm going to park it outside. At oh. some point. Here's a got I, I, I gotta You know, we always kind of try to bring up something funny every once in a while. This is kind of funny. So this guy's uh, car in Australia got stolen because you know what he did. He went out to warm it up and just left it running away. he went back in and he went for a warm... Well, somebody okay. stole it. Yes, that'll happen. It's happened more than once. I know quite... Yeah. A, I know more than a few people's cars got stolen because you left it running in the driveway. I
0: do that on purpose with my truck.
2: Do you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway four days went by nobody could find it he had put a, a apb bulletin out blah 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 blah. four days later it shows back up at the at the, at the place that got stolen
0: they brought it back
2: they brought it back and uh the guy put a note on there and says hey sorry for taking your car i was drunk and uh, i just needed a ride home didn't want to walk but how nice was that guy to bring it back
0: well, yeah, it, with
2: a note and everything else, he said it was the car was undamaged, and he said, "Sorry, uh, don't don't leave your keys in it." That's what he said.
0: Did not have a full tank? You're gonna borrow
2: somebody's car? You need to <laughs> bring it back with a full tank. I just thought that it's was man rule you, number four. You never hear that happen. You just never hear that happen. All right, we're gonna head over to Gary. Gary's got a '95 Regal. Gary, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh,
4: I have a inner tie rod that they said is bad. Uh huh on my 95 Regal, huh. and the ball joint on the left side, uh-huh. driver's side. How much work is that to uh, to take out that, to replace that inner tie rod?
2: Oh.
0: To us, it's not terrible. No. I mean, you take your tie rod off. I mean, as long as it comes off, there's it's not
2: seized together. There are some special tools that we have that makes that – very easy project to do um if you're just regular wrench and and it's not going to be fun no because there's no room in there uh we have a tool that looks like a big long piece of pipe with uh, uh tools attached to it is about two feet long that goes in and does all that really quick uh to do it by just normal wrench is a, r- a large pain in the butt mm-hmm. um okay you can pick up this tool at any parts store. I yeah. yeah you can rent it. You probably rent it from O'Reilly's if you want to do it. The uh, Lower ball joint. I don't know if that got... Uh, yeah. Does that have one that has rivets on it? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. You're going to cut and drill and cut and
0: drill. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be a pain. There's, See if you can get a whole control arm.
2: There's no mechanic that likes this one at all. So uh, I would suggest you take that to a professional because uh, it's a pain. It's a large pain. It's a loud pain. It needs a torch to get it out most of the time. Uh, your sanity would be a lot better if you had paid for that to be done.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you.
2: You bet. The ones that bolt in and out, they're easy easy yeah but they Find don't the
0: one that somebody's already done once
2: yes Let because, them have the because you torch all that out and then you put new ones in and then it's a lot easier the second go around so all right we are done on the mr mechanic show five five eight eleven tens of numbers to get in next week i'm bob kyle see you next week
1: Have you seen the new Nebraska Lottery Holiday Classic Scratch Tickets? Did you say holiday? Yeah. I love the holidays. Okay, well, these new scratch tickets have... Did you say scratch tickets? That's right. I love Nebraska Lottery Scratch Tickets. And who wouldn't? They make great stocking stuffers, plus they're fast, fun, and easy. Did you say fast, fun, and easy? I did. I love fast, fun, and easy. How much coffee have you had today? Did you say coffee? Um. Top prize odds vary by game.